You're listening to Karen's Corner. Brought to you by FanDuel. Because fuck your family. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. Stop what you're doing and listen. We have ignition. I'm funny how? I'm funny like I'm a clown. I Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumb. You can't handle the truth. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You are fake news. I'm not a smart man. The word itself makes some men uncomfortable. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Here are your hosts. Sean Curran. Why did you say that name? Nicole Curran. Because you were all losers. And Ross Dillon. Well, we're waiting. Welcome to the show. Yes, welcome to the show. And Nicole Curran. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just there's a thing in there. <laughs> so I wasn't left out of the intro. <laughs> no, your name's in the intro. We're gonna your play a new is, one. Yeah, yeah. We we just play the old one on here because uh, it just get, it gets it really gets Sean in the mood. So yeah. we got to go with the old one. Yeah. But I promise one the, one, me. the one that the people <laughs> actually just heard totally has your name all over it. It's all about Nicole. Oh. It's all about you now. So what? No what's my song? It says Nicole Curran, and then what? What sound? You're all a bunch of fucking losers. Oh, that's awesome. I forgot that. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think you're referring to um, Ross. (laughs) Yes. Both of us. You said that, not me. She's not referring to the Jaguars, who are undefeated, Ross. Boom. Okay, we, we are recording this on a Thursday. Now, Thursday. My goal is to have this out by game time on Sunday. So are yes. you that confident you were going to win Sunday if like I got like deathly ill or something like that and couldn't you know, edit it? Are you that confident? You know who we're playing? I don't. We're playing the Patriots. Oh, that's and right. Gonna, you are, but you're at home. You're at home. And, and uh, I, I forget what reporter it was, but according to that reporter, Blake Bortles is basically just as athletic as cam newton and uh, a few of the other very athletic quarterbacks so really no excuse to lose this one right pretty much no excuse i'm i'm guessing four sacks scores 21 17 jacksonville brady goes down low score times that's low scoring it is low scoring you know why because our defense is off the fucking chain the defense is dirty they they really are it's awesome nicole who's your nfl team i could give you a long story but the short of it is I was all into the Falcons. Michael Vick was the quarterback. The whole organization was around him. Super exciting. And then I moved right when everything that what happened. <laughs> I, yeah, I moved to Dallas. I was I was not expecting an I move. I expected and then Michael Vick dot dot dot. But go yes, on. and then the do- <laughs> but here's the deal: if you have an organization that is investing millions in your star quarterback, you know what's going on with them. You know what's happening off the field and they did nothing. And so that just made me, I just felt deflated by the organization, by the decisions. And I never got that same love back. I moved to Dallas and that was, I mean, it's obviously a very long time ago because this is when Tony Romo became quarterback and it was really fun to be there. The Mavs were doing well. Then I moved from Dallas to California at the time. They didn't have any teams out there. So I just kind of focused on, 
football. Then I started playing fantasy football, got a little bit back into Falcons. And then I watched the Jags and suffered through games for five years until all of a sudden they're good. So, oh man, it's like a, it's not like I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I mean, I suffered every no, many, many, many Thursdays, not Sundays, but like we, many we, Thursdays I, I, or a long time. I, I think of it, and Sean obviously knows this better than I do, and he can correct me. Outside of like the first year of the Jaguars' existence, it's been pretty much a downhill battle for your fans, we, right? We've made the playoffs. Up until last in year. In 96, 2000, 2007, and then there's been just – it's been dry deadlands. It's been it's been hard. just it's just been really hard. Just dry turds. And I felt like I went turds. through it when Georgia was doing really poorly. So were the Jags. It was like watching the same game Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. The same terrible antics, the same mess ups, the same oh, awful God. fourth quarter. And so when things started going better in both programs, it was just kind of like naturally excited for both, you know. I'm I'm very excited about my Jaguars. I'm a little peeved at my Seminoles. Not in the not in the bad play calling, that's going to get better, and there's going to be some growing pains. And I'm not mad at the at Willie, but I am mad at the the, the turnover backpack. I'm really tired of those <laughs> the gimmick. But yeah, we, I don't know what, what what's up with the backpack. We bought a five hundred dollar like Gucci backpack, and we're calling it secure uh. the bag, and it's shameful. And this trend needs to <laughs> <laughs> like we were it's already so losing bad. to Samford. I mean, it's Samford. Yeah, and we're losing to them. They get one interception and they put on this backpack, and I was like, "Oh no!" Because I knew it was going to be an instant meme, and all my friends <laughs> were going to be like, "What are you guys doing?" And like, I've made fun of that Miami turnover chain enough to know that I deserve to be made fun of for that backpack. And it's not you had no escape. You were, you were done. You you could not say a thing. But I think it's idiotic. Speaking of idiotic, let's get into some idiotic news. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a hurricane coming. What's her name? Florence. Flo. Flo. (laughs) She sounds like a bitch. (laughs) Well, she's a guy. (laughs) Uh, Hurricane Florence sounds like a raging bee, not a man. (laughs) If you have a friend in your group named Florence, she probably is a bitch. Uh, I only know one, and she's really not. She's amazing. (laughs) Now I don't feel bad. (laughs) <laughs> um anyway so hurricane florence <laughs> is coming to hit and batter up the east coast well the reason i said idiot idiotic and we had that fun little intro is that back in 2012 to prove that uh climate change is not real north carolina legislators the conservative types uh passed a bill <laughs> that barred policymakers from actually looking into and developing up-to-date climate change science to battle the rising sea levels, which they said didn't exist. So to fight something that they said didn't exist, they passed a bill prohibiting looking into it. So it's basically like (laughs) the boogeyman doesn't exist, but I'm going to lock my closet door just in case. So now that was in 2012. So six years ago, they decided, Oh, this isn't a real thing. Global warming is a myth. It's a lie. So what we're going to do is we're going to pass a bill saying that you can't look into it, pay no attention to it, and we'll Ignore never have Ignore the incredible threats. We'll never have to deal with this problem ever. Bring fast forward to today. By the way, they passed that bill seven years after Katrina demolished 
New Orleans because of rising sea levels. Oh, right. Yeah, just enough time has passed, so it was easy to joke about. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it, though? As the East Coast is getting... <laughs> no. Um, the... We're horrible people for joking. We are horrible thing. people. but Because it's really crazy. The lobbying Inside. group basically said that they're accusing the panel of pulling data out of their hip pocket. So as these people are getting pummeled by the hurricane, just remember, vote Democrat. Question. Yes. Uh, and this is going to be another terrible joke. Is Hurricane Florence in North Carolina allowed to use the men's bathroom? <laughs> depends. Depends Not on. Not in North on Carolina. How, <laughs> depends on how it identifies itself. <laughs> is it? That's the question. Because listen, from from everything I've heard, uh, I've heard a lot of females that are named Florence. Um, there are some males named Florence. Apparently, there is a machine no, named Florence. Florence is against the machine. So, Ayo. oh my bad. Gotcha. All right, I think we beat this dead horse enough. That was that was fun. Let's. I let- wonder if flow will increase progressive insurance rates after this said flow attack. And I was wrong. Now we have beaten that horse. <laughs> and seen. And seen. <laughs> Moving on. Ending on a good joke. Let's Go move on to uh, That's What She Said. That's What She Said. <laughs> That's What She Said. With Nicole Curran. That's What She Said. So this week on That's What She Said, I want to take a little bit different of an approach. So my friend... Jen Sins, thank you very much, sent me a podcast with an idea and, um, or not with an idea about marriage and love and that it's not always pretty. And so I, um, was influenced by that and, um, was moved to write my own essay of some of our journey. And so I wanted to read that and talk about our journey afterwards. Does that work for you guys? Yeah, As I'm choking, <laughs> Ross, does that work for you? This is that's what she said. So, nonetheless, this is this week's. That's what she said, and it's titled "A Wife's Struggle." We got the call, and it seemed surreal, as if time stopped all around us. It was one of those moments you hope for, you long for, but you can't quite picture actually happening to you, even though you imagine it over and over in your mind in a million different scenarios. You worry the call will happen while you're giving a presentation, when you're in front of a group of people and freezing with the news. You think the sound on your phone could go off and you don't respond right away when you notice 25 missed calls and text messages. Or you think you could be caught out of town, too far away to get back to the hospital in time because you're trying to live a fulfilling life. Or the sound of your phone ringing gets replaced by the sound of pounding ocean waves when you take your daughter to the beach for the first time. Or you think about celebrating a wedding among friends and potentially replacing one joyous event with another. And somehow, one of the biggest events to happen in your life ends up so drastically different than you would ever expect or hope or fear. For us, the call for a life-saving organ to end years of suffering from end-stage liver disease happened on a really tough Tuesday night. Only moments after hours of conversation contemplating divorce. It was only moments after feeling broken down and beaten by the disease that almost completely robbed my husband of his fun-loving spirit, his self-worth as a man and a father, and at the end, both of our sanity. 
It was moments after I begged to understand the imposter, the stranger in front of me that was angry, defensive, and completely afraid. It was moments after begging this man to build a bridge from his darkness to my own to show me there was a glimpse of that person inside who I once fell in love with five years ago. It was only moments after a very long discussion, a heart of heart and gut of guts truth about taking on such a daunting health journey and not knowing if your loved one would deteriorate or survive the long, slow, painful journey. Not knowing if I could survive another moment as a caregiver, psychological support and the punching bag at times, or even just hold it all together for both of us anymore. It was only moments after we realized what a fragile bond we had and somehow it didn't break even if, at times, our hearts broke a little along the way. It was only moments after holding out hope and fighting our fears for so long that somehow that miracle finally happened. The call was around 9.45 p.m. July 18, 2017, and all of a sudden, time slowed down. A certain calmness and focus took over. It was only moments after making a conscious, steadfast, renewed commitment to each other that almost immediately a new hope emerged. A completely different journey began for the first time in a very, very long time. A journey that isn't completely without pain, but this time, this journey was towards healing and mending the bond that almost broke along the way. Wow. So I did not know that that was coming. Um, You? I'm absolutely speechless. That was beautiful. It was one of those moments where we just, you just imagine these like a scary, incredible, different times that you're going to hear that call. Maybe you're watching football with friends, but in reality, in real life, in true marriage, things don't happen where they're pretty or they're nice or they're planned, planned or they're even beautiful when you, for four years, all we hoped was for that call, you know? And really what happened was hours and hours of crying and fear and tears and thinking it was all over. And then when we finally made that decision to recommit, it was like just the call came. It's surreal even thinking about it and talking about it because I don't know if I've ever expressed those kind of things, you know? Yeah. um, That's actually the first time I've heard you say that out loud. I mean, I was there obviously that <laughs> night, but um, only partially. That was a really partially rough time. Uh, for 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 if you didn't know, Ross, when uh, with end stage liver disease, you have uh, uh, hepatic encephalopathy or uh, encephalopathy. Yeah, uh, and hepatic monopoly, uh, as I like to call it, and basically it's it's like a mild form of dementia. So uh, part of the time, I was angry and not sure of where I was or what I was doing or why I was angry. So that's what she's referring to in that. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it was, it was like a stranger would just like scream at me sometimes and he didn't even remember. And it was moments of just darkness along the way, you know? Well, and it's been a journey towards something different and we're rebuilding. We had to, recommit to our foundation and it was like once we decided to do that it hasn't been easy and it hasn't been pretty and it hasn't been nice all the time but it's been a journey towards something different finally you know i agree that was beautiful though 
And I'm not you. usually comfortable being Rushing. vulnerable or talking about this stuff or, you know. I think it's important, though, to talk about this and the, because it, it, it does give a glimpse into our real life. And that's what this show's about, even if it is goofy for the majority of the time, or at least I'm a, I'm a goofball. But uh, And yeah. I think because we are joyful and we are, we put ourselves out there and we choose every day. We chose then to put one foot in front of the other persevere and you know we really try to find joy and happiness through the darkness but there are a lot of really tough times that I don't know if I ever talked about you know well, I'm glad people you in to know about and everybody has their own struggles and their own challenges and roadblocks you know but it's definitely a huge black cloud of doom has been forever lifted I can tell you that much and you don't realize how hard things are until you look at them from a different lens. And when you're in it, it's just you have to do something to get, no matter how long it is, it's like all we had to kept thinking was like, get through it. There's we just a, didn't know the through part a, would be so hard and so there's long. There's a country <laughs> song that you reminded me of, which is oh, yeah, weird. Should... It's, uh, if, you're not, if you're going through hell, keep on driving. <laughs> But, uh, Winston Churchill, you're in hell. Keep going. Yeah. Ross, any thoughts? Yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm just allergic to jerks. <laughs> this damn cat pulling over here. Just. Uh, no. Well, huh. I want to say thank you for sticking it out. I love you. And that was beautifully written and beautifully said. So thank you, thank you for that. Not on normal, that's what she said, but I think it was well well needed, much needed. Absolutely. Ross? You there, oh, buddy? I'm, here. I'm just gonna let you guys close out the segment. Doesn't you're doing a great job. <laughs> that's okay. all that's all you're gonna give us? You're not gonna you're letting us off scot free. There's buddy. nothing to it's not like nothing you. to put you on. I've listen, <laughs> I've told you guys a hundred times you're my favorite celebrity couple just jokingly or maybe that comes that's how it comes off to you guys but i mean my god i'm dead serious i've always been dead serious and this just solidifies why i've been dead serious nicole you said you're vulnerable you said you felt vulnerable talking about that and and i can't even imagine i'm sure you did i i think a lot of people myself included would have felt that way in your position as well but my god you're you're a warrior you're freaking, you're a freaking, you're a freaking Valkyrie for everything you have to endure. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I've seen it on my end. My mom has to take care of my dad who has Parkinson's disease. And she's also taking care of her mom who is not in great shape at all either. And she's a Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. And I see women like you that are doing things like this, not women, people, because uh, it goes, it, it oftentimes goes both ways, but uh, weakness and I know it's a lot easier to say than it is to actually translate and put into action, but weakness is the last thing you are. You are a goddess. And Sean, mm-hmm. I've told you a hundred times, you're my hero for everything you've gone through and everything that you've accomplished and getting a new liver. My God. I mean, uh, I freaking sometimes brag about people who I talk to at work. You're getting a freaking new liver and surviving it and coming out on the better end of it. I mean, you, you literally are the epitome of a superhero. You are what people write about. So, 
he's Wolverine. He is. He wants to be Batman, he's... but he's Wolverine. And ah, that's I like, know. I think ah. also what meant so much for my friend to send me a link to listen to the podcast was that it's almost like all I ever thought about was this is what I need to do. I need to support us. I need to support our family. This is Sean's journey, Sean's health journey. And she just opened the door to talk about and acknowledge the fact that there's a lot that you go through and a lot that you have to heal afterwards that you don't even realize when you're the one just like supporting and going through it, you know? And for so many years, I was like, I, no, I'm fine. Sean's the one that's hurting. And I think after maybe is when I have gone through more of the ups and downs, perhaps, you know, and even acknowledging that, that that's like real, it feels like freeing and okay to admit that finally when I didn't know, I, I, I didn't think I could let myself admit that because I just had to keep going and be strong, you know? Sean would probably be the first one to back you up on it too. Oh, I am. And I just want to say when all this really meaningful discussion was taking place, I stared at the computer. It says Farty McGee for Sean's name. And then Rusty, our our dog farted like a human man-sized fart. (laughs) During this amazing thing, you're saying the the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. And I mean so much. We have a small dog, Rusty. And he just, he just, he got got up, stretched and farted. farted so loud. And we're like trying not to die laughing. And then I look up at the screen and there's Farty McGee. And I'm like, oh my gosh, hold it together. We'll give you a second real quick. Go ahead and try to, uh, if you're you're listening, try to find that fart. (laughs) And we're back. Uh, Nicole, I love you, Sean. Ross, love you, buddy. Nicole, thank you for saying that. I love you. So hearing that was amazing because it gives me a good insight. Even just, I mean, we've talked about that night over and over again, but from my perspective, that's not what I saw. And, And I didn't know that you felt all that because for me, it was... I mean, we were fighting for a couple of days, but I didn't know that you were that mad or that we were that mad or that I was that angry. And it was the, the time that I went through during that was more of a foggy dream, like a recollection of kind of like a movie, like when you're remembering a scene, but you don't exactly know how it goes, you know, Ross. Um, and so to hear yeah. you say something like that, so beautifully put i mean it really hits the nail on the head of what we went through because things I, were hazy and foggy for you and things were i never stopped loving you but i was confused on why you were so mad at me when in actuality i was the one lashing out and and that's what the disease did and you know it got us it, it was really hard and we went through some really hard things but uh you know i think knowing how you felt and what you went through is just making me feel a little bit closer, a lot closer. And I love hearing you say that. And I love the way you said it. And I, you know, I'm very proud of you. Like Ross said, you're a Valkyrie. <laughs> Is that I, a new superhero image? Yeah. I, I so love Catwoman's out. Valkyrie's in. <laughs> <laughs> You, still, you know what? No, Catwoman is now out. You still have to dress up as Catwoman for Halloween. <laughs> and and I'm, not, I'm saying that because I'm coming down there for everyone listening, not because I'm in there with some really kinky shit, but <laughs> well, you, are, uh, kinky you, are, you are seriously, you are, uh, I mean that the Valkyrie as back a... Back that up, though. Uh, you are into some kinky shit, but going forward on this... Okay. 
<laughs> and our dog just farted. Right. Me, by the way. <laughs> Except for, he moved out of the Oh my god. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. This has turned in uh, from an emotional. Makes, this this just makes it real life all over again. Like it's so dark and hard and <laughs> emotional, and then it's so freaking funny and stupid. All right, but would you really have it any other <laughs> Not way? Not at all. Not at all. Well exactly. <laughs> well, Nicole, exactly. That was really well said. That was special. Thanks for the opportunity. And that's what she said. See you next Tuesday. I've got to go Red Ross. And now, with stuff you don't care about, but we're going to talk about it anyway. You know Red Ross? It's Ross's Roundup. Red Ross! Okay, so it's going to be tough to follow what you guys just did, but I'm going to give it my best shot. All right, first story that we got to talk about. A woman thought that she was lighting candles during a power adage, but it was dynamite. The tragic accident (laughs) unfolded in Bridgeport, Connecticut. True story. After a woman's family had just returned from a trip to Home Depot to buy lighting, but it was closed so they couldn't get any, Uh, they thought that the candles had been left in the home's basement by the previous occupants. Meanwhile, they had been there for over two years and just hadn't found them, apparently. So, this 30-year-old mom, she lit the dynamite. It exploded. It obviously caused a ton of injuries, and she is going to probably end up losing multiple fingers. Um, So this brings me to the natural question. What is the biggest case of mistake of identity that you two have ever experienced? I'm not ready. That is dynamite and candles. I'm not ready to move on from that and think about myself. Um, how fast, well, we can talk about the situation. How fast does, if you, after you light a wick, does dynamite actually go off? Like, would there be any indication? First of all, when you're looking at it and it doesn't feel like a candle and it doesn't look small and smell nice, at what point are you like, this smells like something lethal and weird and it's going to blow up my hand? I picture. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like an old time. Can I follow? No, no, no. I, I was just going to follow that up with another question. Okay. Would any of the things that you just listed surprise you if it actually happened? What do you mean? Like looking at a candle and being like, oh, this smells good versus something that's lethal and going to blow up my hand? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what I mean. I guess I've never held dynamite, but I would assume that it would be shocking and different and would look completely and utterly... um, everything different than a candle that's what i was trying to say how long is the wick before i I feel like dynamite isn't it just kind of just like a long stick kind of old-timey like wild west like where it's got this long wick and it it's kind of cheesy and who who do we know that actually has has dynamite dynamite? what are they it I, i i can actually confirm that dynamite does in fact feel nothing like a glass bottle from the new york candle company (laughs) Like, even if you have an exposed candle without being in glass, it's sticky. It's wax. There's smell to it. Like, there's a teeny little wick. How are you holding some long red stick thinking, oh, well, I've never noticed this before, but why don't I try to light it on fucking fire and just, you know, see what what's the worst that could happen? Have you ever had a mistake <laughs> like- identity like that, Ross? <laughs> no. God, no. The biggest mistake of identity had, it was actually a prank, um... I believe it was actually my grandpa who put gravy over my ice cream and told me it was uh, 
like chocolate ice, chocolate, <laughs> chocolate sauce. I I've love had, that that's I've like had, the I mean, most devastating thing that you remember of all your life. I had that, my friend. <laughs> no, it was absolutely delicious. Don't get me wrong. Disgusting. I'm just saying that's for mistaken identity. Then yeah, that's it. My buddy, Pat Michaud, the first time I had sushi, we were on a double date back in high school. And he told me that, um, that uh, what is the green stuff? Wasabi. 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 He said that's guacamole. So I took a whole <laughs> bunch of it and just put it in my mouth. Oh, that's brutal for the very first I was on time. A, on a blind date that went surprisingly up from there. <laughs> oh, I I would hope so. Seeing as a mouthful of wasabi is the worst thing you can get that night. <laughs> you can't get much worse. Um, no, it cannot. All right. Um, the next story. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Very well. Okay. Uh, so according to a new report by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, over 2,300 Americans were hospitalized in 2017 because of, drumroll please, pizza. What? What? Yes, that was my exact reaction. Many people were injured slipping and falling while carrying pizza, walking into or out of pizza places. And obviously, you know, people like cutting pizza, that was a major cause. What? However, the most notable cause of people being hospitalized in 2017 by pizza, and it happened to multiple people. Burning? Was falling out of bed while reaching for a slice. Stop it. <laughs> no. This is a 100% true story. Are they sober or drunk or still drunk? Or does that have a fact? It doesn't. It, I'm sure it does, but I don't believe that was calculated. But I'm I'm assuming that you're correct in that in that assumption. Do you think maybe this is mainly college kids that had like dorm rooms and um were on like the bunk beds or something? Because that would kind of make a little more sense. I would hope so. That's fantastic. It reminds me of that episode of the opposite the office where he gets out of bed and he puts his foot on the George Foreman grill because he likes <laughs> And he gets to the office like, why do you have a George Foreman grill burning next to your bed? He goes, I like the smell of fresh bacon in the morning. <laughs> now, and then he, doesn't it, he, a couple episodes later, use it to cook the steaks for all the guys in the office? And he also started, he started barking in the handicapped parking space because he's handicapped now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, such a great oh, show. My God. So, so. In another, never mind. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask you, Nicole. What's the craziest thing you've ever done for pizza? Don't hold back. You are going to judge me royally for this. I don't know if I want to know that. Have you seen me? I highly doubt I'm going to judge you for doing something for pizza. I don't particularly love pizza. <gasps> I know oh. it took another turn. Everything I just said was rescinded. Exactly. I was. I was okay. I totally judge you now. My favorite pizza we've had together, Sean, was at that um, place in Blue Ridge. Oh, yeah, that place oh, was good. Oh, pizza was so good, but I'm just not – so lactose hates me, so pizza is not the most enjoyable experience. I'm teaching my daughter early. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. so I, I, I do understand that. I will give you that. Um, my next question would be how do you possibly have the manpower to even with that resist pizza? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> not someone that suffers from the same thing. It's just not. No, God, no. People no. Think. Now, pokey sticks in college, whew, those things, like, Ooh. take down. 
What was that Gumby's? Yes, Gumby's. Oh, the best place ever. Like garlic, yummy, pokey uh, breadsticks that were like thick and incredible and the best when you're drunk. Oh, oh my gosh. My brother used to work in Hungry Howie's. And so the craziest thing I ever used to do for pizza was call in fake orders because he would bring home the ones that nobody paid for. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Oh, my God. This is like life hack of the century. Go on. <laughs> Go sir. on. He got a job at Hungry Howie's, so we would order wings and pizzas for addresses that didn't exist. And then he would drive across town to a place that didn't exist, and he would know it was us. But he was like, look, nobody was there. So the boss was like, just take it home. <laughs> Every night. Worked like clockwork. This is genius. Yeah. This is this is this is some epic material. Right Ross here. is gonna get a side job. If only Ross <laughs> thought about this. Are you kidding me? I'm going to make friends with the brother of every pizza maker in town. <laughs> but don't you think like when you work at a pizza place or cookie place or chocolate or fudge or anything, ice cream shop, after a while you just become numb to it and you're just over it. You don't like it. You smell it all the time. It's like meh. I'm not willing to take that chance. <laughs> I can assure you from my point of view everything you just said <laughs> lay off me I'm starving completely <laughs> everything you just said in my eyes is completely fake news Allie's cookies the s'mores one is one of my favorite I love that desserts ever like big old Tell me more about chunks it. of chocolate and big perfectly like just enough little um, smoky brown on the top of the marshmallows and like big chunky marshmallows. I can Ooh. hear Ross drooling through the microphone. Ross, don't worry. We have to, well, in October we'll get some Allie's cookies. <laughs> no more po- no pokey sticks though. There's no more gumbies. I know that sucks. Ugh, so sad. Would you? <laughs> can I talk to you about something that is very uncomfortable that happened at our house this week? Sean shaved his beard. He looks like an 18 year old boy. It's an imposter of a different sort than uh, <laughs> angry pre-liver transplant. Wait, shock. are we ta- are we talking like professional? Are we pre- talking like professional soccer player, eighteen year old boy, or like eighteen year old boy who still reads comic books? Eighteen year old boy who still reads like, comic books. What, 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 yeah, she's not pining over me. <laughs> I'm like getting used to this person. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that for There's a second. There's no B so. over here. I just don't know who this person is. See, and it keeps being. Oh and so when he did it, he kept being like really awkward and was like. Tried to high five me, but like didn't even do it right. Like completely, like eighteen all over, or maybe sixteen. And then he was like stuttering and like walking back and forth, really weird in the kitchen. I don't <laughs> know like, what to do with my hands. And I'm not kidding. He actually said that. And he's like kind of shaky, like nervous talking. I'm so uncomfortable. You completely had me when you officially you know, opened. Like the first thing he did was try to high five you. Oh my god, that's brilliant. But that's a true story. I missed. And I got like so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, Sean. Sean, what what in the world would make you want to shave your beard, dude? It looked awesome. Um, thank you. Uh, and it was an idea that we had that maybe we would surprise my dad. And see, see listen, his voice crack. It's Jesus like he Christ. said. <laughs> we're going to see my dad this weekend, and we were like, "Oh, we'll surprise him. It'll make him so happy because he hates the beard, mainly because he can't grow one, and because he likes his his like." son you know it's like his kid and so if he looks like a kid he loves it and i was like no 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 beard so, so <laughs> i won for most of our relationship how long we've been together most of our i will years say together. that shaving the beard was her idea at first 
Oh, I totally. I just that. thought 100%. it would be nice to see what it was like, wow. not in a costume, not this way. You know, if he... <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. How often is Sean actually wearing a costume? We need to talk about this. <laughs> One time he shaved it for a costume <laughs> for time. Halloween, and I told him, don't ever shave your beard again. <laughs> I sh- oh, I sh- oh my gosh. What I was shaved it? it to be Indiana Jones. No, oh, perfect. And my, uh, my buddy who doesn't, who's follically challenged up top was <laughs> the Umoje, Umoje, cover your heart guy. Naturally. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Naturally. Yeah. So I shave my beard, and Nicole takes one look at me and goes, no. Never again. <laughs> never oh, my again. gosh. You will never shave your beard again. So then, it, so then all of a sudden you came like, around, and you're like, you want him to shave his beard? It was kind of like a curiosity thing, and it would be – his dad's going to be floored. He's going to be so excited. Yeah. So, so, but then we, he was like, well, if I shave it early enough and I really, really hate it, I can let it grow in a little bit. If, yeah, <laughs> if I don't exactly. really want to give my dad right, the okay, satisfaction. Okay, okay. Okay, while we're on this, Sean, man to man, how long does it take you to grow a beard? Like like a small amount of beard. I'm talking like a small amount of beard. A small beard will be back in two weeks. Two weeks. That's impressive. I mean. You you have a man upon man. I'm a man, damn it. Well, what is like normal for a man to grow a beard? I, I would say it's not that to grow a beard. I mean. If I know at least for me, and believe me, I am nowhere near a man. It takes me at least like <laughs> at least like a, a a month, and it comes in all patchy. Half of it's gray. I mean, I I look like a, a freaking leprechaun that got hit by a car. <laughs> I want to see this now. That that's actually a good. Oh no, you don't. It's awful. It looks disgusting. I would, I, I would kill to be a man like Sean to be able to grow a beard like reminding that. Reminding me of the Mike Myers. I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> there was a reason that Sean withheld his love of Batman and his dorky obsessions from me because he didn't have a beard. Then he compensated and let that out once he had the beard because he looked all manly. <laughs> And now it's like you know what? the dorky, I... uncomfortable, uncertain self when he was like 16 just came out again. It's like Samson. The beard was my strength. And now. <laughs> I, oh, my gone. God. Absolutely. Let, and let me just say to all the single men listening out here right now, all three of you, take notes because <laughs> this is what works. Nicole is laying out the guideline for you. <laughs> and it's okay. So I've got one more story. All right, let's get back on track. Get Red rock. All right, back on track somewhat. All right, um, and this is uh, oh, this is just wonderful. Okay, a couple built a drive-through window at a mobile home to sell drugs. Wait, what? Stop it! Um, Hold on, that's amazing. I'm, I'm gonna re- I, let me repeat that headline again. A couple built a drive-through window at their mobile home to sell drugs. Now, I will bet you guys a in Alabama uh, a pizza. Let's go. Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. You're you you st- 10, 10 seconds ahead of me. No, totally cool. I will bet you guys a pizza. Um, you know, don't do anything to like put yourself in the ER because of it. But I will bet you guys a pizza that you cannot guess what state this went down in. Nicole? Well, I already said Alabama. I guess. Alabama. Okay, Sean. I'm, although everything points to Florida, I'm going to go ahead and say the Florida of the North, New Jersey. Okay. Are you Wait, sure? Wait, can we keep guessing? Let can we have like this. three guesses? Are you sure? You you have one more guess, Nicole. You each have one more guess of what state could this possibly take place in? 
This is not a trick question. By I'm going to go completely off kilter and say Nebraska. Oh my gosh. Iowa. So, no, this is absolutely Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Florida, but I thought you were throwing us off. I know. Because, because every story that we ever tell on here about dumb people doing dumb things is from Florida. The other so one was from Connecticut, so I thought you were throwing us a curveball. I, I did, too. That sounds very... <laughs> oh, you are right. It is the bottom of the knife, and I'm throwing my best moves right but now. But okay. this sounds very Florida, and I can't believe that we... Oh, oh, this, you know, this, this is 100% Florida. What's there? What's the city? Mela Island. The J. Near the printing press. Oh, oh! I know what I know what city this is oh, from. I know. So okay, never mind. Please, Carry on. Guess. We'll think later. No, 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 no! Best guess of what city from Florida this is from. This is like bonus points. Yuli. We don't. Yuli, not a J. U. Why? Yuli. All right. What major city is Jacksonville. that? Jacksonville. <laughs> Near Jacksonville. Okay. No, this one actually took place about 50 miles in. Oh, I think it's Ocala, outside of. Um, outside of Gainesville. Right, my <laughs> outside of Gainesville. Perfect. Okay, so the story behind this: the couple was arrested on August 23rd after investigators raided their mobile home following a couple reports of uh, some drug overdoses in the area. So the police said the couple had turned a kitchen window into a drive-through, so customers would not have to constantly enter and exit their home, potentially. Drawing unwanted attention. <laughs> but the story, no, we, we are not done. The, the laugh is the perfect response to that, but we're not done. The house actually had the little signs directing people where to drive and Sorry. indicated whether the store was open or closed. It's one of those little signs that you flip like, yes, we're open or wow. no, we will be back in, you know, however many hours. This was all on this mobile home that was selling drugs. And they thought they weren't drawing attention to themselves. So please, I will stay silent. Just respond. I think that might be my favorite of your Red Raw stories. That's amazing. Can you tell me if they like had the name of the store that was like Marge's, druggy drone? Like Marge's Meth and Medicine. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, I, I have no idea. I can't. I, I I can only imagine they're definitely like like if we had to like. If this was like who wants to be a millionaire and you have four choices of drugs uh, that they could possibly be selling, I'm definitely going with B meth. B meth. I love it. That was so. I mean, um, I know you guys don't do drugs, but my God, like if you're trying to sell drugs, do you think putting a mobile a drive-through window at your mobile home is the way to do it, or is this just so Florida you can't even stand yourself? I it's just too Florida for me. I just I knew in my heart of hearts that it was Florida, even though I didn't guess it. I said it. I, I just should've. I just thought it would be something totally out there. I thought I thought Alabama could actually be legit. My first. I did too. I thought that first. was a good guess. Um, but the thing is. is Especially for this. The part that there's a mobile home and there's a store window, that's that's like not the good part. The good part is the yes, we're open. We'll be back at this time. <laughs> or the fact that they flip the sign over to right. say be back in five. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was literally like they showed a picture of it. Obviously, you can't trade that over a podcast, but that was literally the exact kind of <laughs> sign that it was. That's 
It was literally wow. that type of sign, and they put it in the front window on their mobile home, and you know, they're completely shocked when they get arrested. That's amazing. Well done, sir. Well done. That's all I have for Red Ross. I can't top that with any other story. So, so good. Just move so on. Good. Well, that's a lot of monkey business. Speaking of which. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. And people say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. It's monkey business. Have you guys ever been to a zoo and seen a monkey and been like, look at that cute little thing. I'd love to just. Pick them up, squeeze them, and put them in my pocket. Take them home with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Everything a stoned kiwi by the name of John Cashford almost died trying. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> of course, it's somebody in New Zealand. Now, the the, the, key, the course, kiwi admits not? he was quote high as a kite end quote. <laughs> when he bypassed the unsecured gate, broke through two padlocks, and drained the monkey kite? enclosure at Wellington kite? Zoo. Hoy is a kite. Hoy is a kite. He had in mind he was going to catch one of the zoo's squirrel monkeys, which is a canopy-dwelling species from the Central uh, Americas, and take it home to his girlfriend to impress her. Wow. That's where things went drastically wrong. Shocker. John reportedly told zookeepers that he'd broken his leg while jumping into the boundary fence, but his attempted monkey heist was ultimately foiled by the fact that monkeys are not, as they turn out, just hairy little children. They are, in fact, dangerous killing machines. They broke his leg, <laughs> ripped out three of his teeth. <gasps> Stop it! And oh my beat God. the living piss out of him. Police had been chasing John oh for a string of unrelated offenses over the previous seven months including unprovoked assault on a man waiting tra- on traffic lights and an alcohol-fueled attack on a convenience store, uh, among other things. John says, um, I don't know what happened in the squirrel enclosure, monkey enclosure. Uh, the squirrel monkeys know, but you can't find them and ask, and I don't speak squirrel. Well, the best part about the Southern accent is it's really like... <laughs> Naturally. Who the fuck does? Think about the dad that was, like, dancing. Well, Hello. <laughs> You know, like, or, yeah. well, the squirrel monkey, no, you say you couldn't find them, mm-hmm. and I don't speak squirrel. Like, it's like so <laughs> I much. I don't speak squirrel. <laughs> so much happier, you know, like the, the father that does you can't the. Be mad at their, you can't be mad at a kiwi because it their sounds so much happier. Fantastic. Now, if, if you say the same thing in a southern accent, <laughs> it takes on a whole different meaning. I know. <laughs> squirrel monkeys, no, you say you couldn't find them, and I don't speak squirrel monkey. Very different. I, I don't speak squirrel, monkey. <laughs> what I know is by daybreak, the monkeys were distressed. Two of them were injured, and I had a broken leg, two fractured teeth, and a sprained ankle. Bruises all over my back. <laughs> Get it done. Now, if I had said it that way, and I gave you the chance to guess where it was, you would have guessed. Florida. Florida. Ding, 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 ding. Florida. But, no, it was, it was actually New Zealand. But that's my monkey business of the week. <laughs> now that I don't we- know. Is your dick done? Put a big dick out there. I got a big dick. Got a big dick out there. Big, big squirrels. For, That's um, one of our favorite YouTube videos. Just have to say. It's a it's a guy pitching a uh, deck <laughs> deck salt, uh, cleaning, uh, deck staining. But in a Kiwi accent, dick. How's your dick? <laughs> your E sounds like this. You got a big dick. Magish. And I've never seen my dad like cry laughing so hard. <laughs> I think everybody at home is like, "Wow, they are master impressions." <laughs> Ross, turn it off! Turn it off! 
No, no, I've had to fucking mute my mic for the past five minutes because this shit has me in fucking right. tears. Well, oh my god, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I, I, I kind of apologize for the language, not really, because well, I think everybody just got a good. Oh my god. <laughs> Master impression. It's sad that I know what you're talking about, Master but oh my god, it's perfect. This is the best situation <laughs> she ever. Is as oh, the queen. Oh, oh, the queen. Yes. Take that shit on the road. All Try right, take now that we had some fun, everybody panic. It's time to panic. Now, um, as we <laughs> talked about the hurricane, which is very serious and many lives are in danger, um, but just to make it even scarier, the largest storm in history to hit the U.S. flow is coming in, and um, right in its path are two at-risk nuclear power plants. One oh, that happens to be the same design as the Fukushima plant. They're at the center of Florence's oh path of destruction when it makes landfall tomorrow this potentially catastrophic hurricane is barreling its way through the atlantic is a category two at this point but it's just sitting there gaining strength now these two reactors are the same design as those in fukushima if you guys remember that exploded and leaked radiation following a 2011 magnitude uh nine earthquake and then tsunami that followed so knowing that how do you feel about this hurricane? Terrified? Freaked out? Uh, depressed? I mean, yeah, exactly. My God. Uh, talk about everybody panicked. My God. Talk so about a change of tone. Just to change tones. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a quote Jesus. that says it's extremely dangerous Hurricane Florence to be a Mike Tyson punch to Carolina coast. <laughs> Don't you think there's going to be some other boxers that are a little offended by that? Who's going to say Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm sure Evander Holyfield's like, yeah, it's gonna be oh, an ear biting good time. Wait, who's like, like the the guy that has like all the money and cash? Floyd Mayweather. Don't you think Floyd Mayweather? I mean, let's be serious. He's so into himself. Is he, he would read this and be like, what? It's like my punch. See, that's to the what, coast. that's that's where you're wrong. He can't read. <laughs> Just to go on with the scariness, there are 12 nuclear plants in the Carolinas that make electricity for the region. Uh, if this hurricane hits on target. Worst. We could be in a lot of fucking trouble. Are there any nuclear plants in Georgia? Um, I don't even I think know where of, there's there, nuclear plants. I'm tell not you the sure. truth. I know there's a lot of banjos. <laughs> that um, picture from NASA of the storm, which looks insane. And there's like that video of the storm chasers of the guys in a plane going through the eye of the hurricane is like 50 miles long. Nobody could pay me any amount of money to sit in a plane and go through a hurricane just to see how bad it is. It's insane. No. How do they not like, okay, if they ground all these other flights, how do they not do that to the plane flying through the hurricane to see how bad it is? I don't get it. I don't get that either. Now, it, Ross, I, do you have any idea? I would assume that they do not have life insurance. <laughs> that would be my only estimate. You're a mat of, predicament. of endless knowledge. I just wanted you to. Just Tell to, me I was dumb. Right. Just to assure you guys that everything will be okay, uh, both power plants are bracing themselves for the hurricane by sweeping the sites uh, for any loose material that might fly <laughs> around and, oh. and break anything. And <laughs> they also started. are prepared with their, their backup diesel generators just in case to keep the nuclear power plant running. They have backup diesel generators. 
So, but they actually couldn't buy enough of them because Home Depot shut down, so they had no other <laughs> opportunity to get any more of them because um, the people at Home Depot had to go prepare for the hurricane hitting, so they closed and let them go home, and that's when people were showing up to buy more generators. Yeah. Just saying. So, yeah. So it sounds like everybody should definitely panic. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm freaking panicking for them. There we go. Panic for all of us. Now that we're all scared to death, how about some happy thoughts? Happy thoughts. Dreams are like rainbows. Only idiots follow them. Happy thoughts. Every corpse on Mount Everest was a highly motivated person. Happy thoughts. Well, ending on a high note, there we go. Yes, my beard is gone, but fear not, friends. It will be back. Um, Nicole was rolling her eyes at me because I oh was, my gosh. was super cheesy. I want to stand on my podium and talk to you and say something cool. <laughs> Man, this went from being my show to just being like YouTube bashing on me all the time. Well, that's why this, this, literally went, this literally went from... It went from everything to just Nicole doing impressions of everyday people, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Next, tune in next week when Master Impressionist Nicole takes on Steve Irwin. <laughs> uh, thank I you. I do love you, honey. I love you too. Thank honey, you for the beautiful speech, honey. Yes, we went through so much hell, but we were able to laugh and sit on the couch and hang out. And find joy in small moments. Like our dogs farting. Oh my gosh, hilarious. <laughs> and like, you know, this 16-year-old nervous boy in front of me, I'll grow to love too. It'll grow back. <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself when I look in the mirror. It'll grow back. No, but Ross, what's funny is I'm actually getting more used to the look the more I see him. But he, I was like in getting water or doing something in the laundry room and he walks up. He's like, Nicole, I forgot. I was like, oh my God, I forgot too. <laughs> <laughs> It's Buksha. It, like scared him when he looked at the mirror just as much as it scared me. And then we thought it'd be very dramatic when Avery would see his, you know, daddy without a beard. She's never seen him that way. She didn't she was shit. Amazed. Yeah. We she like she we like filmed it and everything. Yeah. She was like, Hi daddy. I was like, Oh, okay. She doesn't care. And we're like, Avery. Well, I'm I'm glad it doesn't want to matter to one of the females. I know. At least one, one of the two. At least one of them doesn't care. <laughs> My mom hasn't seen you yet. <laughs> Your mom will think I'm cute. She's like, you're such a cute teenager. On that note, thank you for anyone that's still listening. Uh, Ross, thank you for joining again. Nicole, thank you for that wonderful, amazing speech. It's an essay. Thank you for the essay. Sorry. Thanks. (laughs) I appreciate everyone listening. Thanks for tuning in. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Out. That's all the time we have today. Be sure to follow the show on the Facebook and Twitter at Curran's Corner. Subscribe to the show on SoundCloud and iTunes. And be sure to tell all your friends what a lovely time you had. Until next time, good night and good luck. still here? It's over. Go home. Go.